Welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin online worship service where we gather virtually and in spirit each week on Sundays at 10.45 a.m. during this time period where we still can't yet gather together in person. We are a spiritual community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Chris Jimerson, Minister for Program Development at the Church, and I welcome each of you to the service. I especially want to welcome you if you're new to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. Please feel free to say hello in the Facebook comments if you're able, and let us know from where you're watching the service. Unitarian Universalists come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. And let's find that spark in each other now by simply greeting one another in the Facebook comments or by sensing the heartstring connections that exist between us. It is also our tradition in Unitarian Universalist churches to begin our services by lighting a chalice, which is the symbol of our faith. Please join me in saying our words for lighting the chalice. This is the flame that we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Our call to worship today comes to us from Brian Andreas, the pen name of Kai Sky. Kai has been known around the world for his lyrical work that celebrates the strength, beauty, and boundless possibilities found within the human spirit. He's written 15 books of drawings and short stories that have been the soul and heart of quiet moments for many. He once wrote, Anyone can slay a dragon, she told me. But try waking up every morning and loving the world all over again. That's what takes a real hero.
One of the things that helps keep us bound together as a religious community, even when we can't be together physically, is to have a common purpose. For First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, that common purpose is our mission. We hold it in our hearts all during the week, and we say it together every Sunday. Let's do so now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. To learn more about what we mean by beloved community, visit the Martin Luther King Center at kingcenter.org. And each week, to help us deepen our understanding of beloved community and the challenges we face in helping to build it, we've been taking a moment to consider how people who are oppressed may experience our world differently. Well, right after Joe Biden chose Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate, she was immediately criticized in the media for being ambitious. Let's take a moment to think about when, if ever, we've heard being ambitious leveled as a criticism toward a male. Hi, my name is Carrie Holly Hurt, and I am a member of First UU. I've been a member for a few years now, and my partner and I chose to pledge almost immediately after becoming members because of all the ways that we were benefited from the church. (laughs) Our children went to RE, and they were growing and learning, and then of course my husband and I would sit in sanctuary Sunday after Sunday, being nourished by the music, the readings, the inspirational and often healing sermons. But as we have gotten to know the church more and become more of an active part of it, um, those pledges have taken on a different meaning. For one, it's not just my kids. It's all the kids that show up at RE that are being nourished by it every week. It's all of us who are sitting on Facebook right now commenting to one another um, and just having it be such a touchstone in our life. I don't know how they brought the magic of Sunday morning into Facebook, but they have, and it's been meaningful for most of us, I think. But, you know, beyond that, there's so much the church does that, as an individual, I just couldn't do. Um, Helping people who have been financially hit by the pandemic and um, engaging in a huge, massive voter effort to get out the vote and fight voter suppression as best we can. There's just so many ways that, and I'm not even sure of all the ways, but I know there are so many ways that the church is able to use our generous pledges to reach out, to help our community, and to help individuals. And because of that, I am so proud and honored to be able to pledge. And I hope that you will, too. Coming up on Sunday the 20th, there's going to be Celebration Sunday, and you can make your pledge then. Thank you. rain this week, haven't we? I've been spending a lot of time underneath this umbrella. Today's story is about a big umbrella, but I don't think it's just the kind of umbrella that we use to keep off the rain. I think this umbrella in our story could be lots of things, like maybe kindness, or maybe the ability to feel good, maybe how we take care of ourselves, or maybe even our church community. See what you think. 
The Big Umbrella by Amy June Bates, co-written with her daughter, Juniper Bates. By the front door, there is an umbrella. It is big. It is a big, friendly umbrella. It likes to help. It likes to spread its arms wide. It loves to give shelter. It loves to gather people in. It doesn't matter if you are tall or hairy or plaid. It doesn't matter how many legs you have. Some people worry that there won't be enough room under the big umbrella. But the amazing thing is, there is. There is always room. of American poet Mark Nepo, who has been on the Oprah Winfrey Show a couple of times, and his book, Book of Awakenings, was chosen for her last season, 100 Ultimate Favorite Books. This is from his book, Things That Join the Sea and Sky. I take Zuzu, our yellow lab, for a walk. Today we went for a walk a little closer to noon and the sun was everywhere and things seemed extra close. Perhaps my mind was more empty and my heart more full, but the tulips just opening and the wind ruffling the budding leaves seemed Eden-like. Then I saw a single bird perched atop the very tip of an enormous blue spruce so easily balanced. It looked out on the world it would have to return to. Then I saw another perched atop an old oak. The birds, pausing from their tasks, became silent teachers, saying without saying that we need to fall in love with the ordinary rhythms of life again and again. And when the tasks are done or have become too heavy to complete, we need to pause and perch atop our worries and concerns so we can return to the world and do what needs to be done until what sustains us reveals itself like the inside of a seed cracked by our beak. I invite you now into a time of centering, a time of breathing deeply in, then out, in, and out. And as we breathe deeply, let us feel the heartstrings that keep us connected with one another as we transform virtual space into beloved community. Let us breathe in and out. 
Let us follow that breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater calmness, a place where we find a sense of renewal, a place where that spark of the divine dwells within each of us. We'll have a few moments of music during which I invite you to continue meditative breathing and, if you wish, to light a candle. Candles can represent joys, sorrows, remembrances, hopes. If you're not where you can light an actual candle, you can light a virtual candle at gratefulness.org. Maya Shankor was a musical prodigy. She had been accepted into a prestigious program training to become a classic violinist through the already prestigious Juilliard School. But before she could start the program, she suffered an injury, tearing a tendon in her hand and ending any possibility of a career as a violinist. She said of that time... I was really devastated to lose something I was completely in love with and so passionate about and that had really constituted such a large part of my life and my identity. I was, first and foremost, a violinist. And yet, eventually, despite that great loss, Maya Shankor found a renewed sense of purpose. She reimagined her life and immersed herself in the study of the behavioral sciences. She reached an entirely new pinnacle as the founder and leader of the social and behavioral sciences team during the Obama administration. Through her own renewal, she has helped thousands upon thousands of students find ways to go to college. Many, many workers save more for their retirement, and millions of children get access to school lunches. She went on to help many, many more people worldwide as the first behavioral science advisor to the United Nations. The spiritual topic we're exploring at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin this month is this concept 
of renewal. Like Maya, we human beings seem to have an ability, even in the face of great challenges and difficulty, to find renewal, even to reimagine and rebuild our lives. Now, I want to be careful to avoid cliches here. I am not saying that everything happens for a reason. This isn't about how God works in strange and mysterious ways. The truth is that sometimes terrible things randomly happen to us, and thankfully sometimes so do wonderful things. But sometimes the difficult things can be hard to bounce back from, at least in the near term. But we do seem to have this ability to reinvent ourselves, even up against great difficulties. And indeed, we seem to have a need, perhaps even a spiritual need, to renew ourselves and reimagine our lives, even during more mundane times. It is in those stressful times, though, the times of greater anxiety or even sorrow and grief, that we often need more sources of renewal, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And my beloveds, I think we are living through a period that qualifies as one of those times of stress, anxiety, sorrow, even grief. We're dealing with COVID-19 and the many losses associated with it. Parents are juggling, looking after children while trying to figure out their best option for schooling, while working to support their families and providing so many other responsibilities. Way too many folks have lost jobs or their businesses. We were already experiencing an epidemic of loneliness, and now so many of us having to shelter in place has only increased that, as we have even less in-person contact, especially folks who live by themselves. Many of us have fears about the upcoming election and everything that could happen around it. We're witnessing continued, sometimes deadly violence directed at our black, brown, and Native American siblings by law enforcement. We're also witnessing the social unrest that is rising up against these horrible injustices. Some of us are even participating in that social unrest as best we can, and yet I can't tell you how often folks are expressing to me a feeling of not being able to do enough. I feel that way myself at times. Okay, I could go on, but I think I'll stop this list now because I'm starting to feel stressed and depressed. I think you all know what I'm getting at. We're all facing a few challenges these days, to put it mildly. We're living through a time in which we all likely could use some sources of renewal, perhaps are even having to reimagine ourselves given new circumstances. So how do we do that? Where do we find these sources of renewal? Well, fortunately, it turns out that there is a whole body of research and information on just this topic. I can't hope to cover all of it today, but here are just a few suggestions. First and foremost, during stressful and challenging times, we need more rest. 
How might we work in time for taking a nap or at least resting quietly for a bit each day? What would it take to work in a few breaks during the day just for two or three moments of stillness? Would it be possible to take a day of Sabbath once in a while? A day for rest and for which nothing major has to be accomplished? How about a family night of watching a funny television show or movie? What spiritual practices do you have that rest and replenish your spirit? If you don't currently have such a practice, is there something you might consider taking up? So, these ways to find rest, to restore our bodies, minds, and spirit, they are a vital part of renewing ourselves. And beyond rest, one great suggestion for renewal that I saw was centered around the fact that sometimes we know something's wrong, but we're not yet able to articulate to ourselves exactly what's bothering us. This suggestion was that to be ready for such times, it might help to make a list of activities that help you feel better. Journaling, for instance, or reading, singing, gardening, hiking, whatever those things might be for you that help you feel better. Here are a few other potential sources of renewal. Taking a walk through a neighborhood that is unfamiliar. Visiting a green space or park that is new to you. Going on a long drive either through somewhere new or to revisit a favorite place. Take a minute to do an internet search. Search on restoring faith in humanity and read about or watch the videos about the wonderful things so many people around the world are doing to help make our world better. Engage in play with your pets, your children, your significant other, or all of these and more at once. As researcher Diane Ackerman says of play, We can lay aside our sense of self, shed time's continuum, ignore gain, and sit quietly in the absolute present, watching the world's ordinary miracles. Ask yourself, who have I not spoken with lately whom I miss, and give them a call. Theologian Martin Buber said that we humans are the promise-making, promise-keeping, promise-breaking, promise-renewing creature. Is there someone with whom you've fallen out of right relationship? Is there a way to renew that relationship and the promises you make to one another? Renewal sometimes be found in letting go of old wounds. Well, finally, I think it's important to stress that so often we find ways of renewing ourselves individually through participating in communal activities. Working for justice together, learning together, having meals together, sharing rituals and the like. I'm so glad that we at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin are finding new ways to do these communal activities even while we can't gather in person as a large group. These then are just a few of our potential sources of renewal 
There are so many other ways through which we infinitely creative creatures can revive our spirits. I encourage you, I encourage you to continue exploring what nourishes your mind, body, and spirit. Still, I know that there are times in life, though, when, like the young woman I talked about earlier, we find ourselves having to entirely reimagine our lives due to changed circumstances. I know we do that, but I don't have all the answers on how we go about it. I think that engaging in these sources of renewal can help, though. And I want to share with you the story of how my grandmother, Hattie Ann, who I love dearly, did it. She and my grandfather both lived into their 80s. After my grandfather died, my grandmother had to reimagine the rest of her life because their lives had become so intertwined in their more than 50 years together. For instance... My grandfather was a deacon in the Baptist church in their little town, so Hattie Ann had gone with him over the last several years to senior meetings and events held at the church, even travel trips the church had coordinated for their senior members. That was never really Hattie Ann's thing, though, and she eventually informed us that she was no longer going to go to the senior women's meetings at the church because, and I quote, those old ladies are mean. She did build up a network of friends, though, some of them even from the church, who I suppose were the ones who weren't mean. They traveled together, went out to eat together, supported one another. She scheduled times to stay with her children and grandkids and invited us to come stay with her. Those are some of my most cherished life memories. She found her sense of renewal through loving others and through that reimagined the remainder of her life. I want to close by letting you know that through this pandemic, this church and this faith have been one of my major sources of renewal and reimagining life. I love this religious community including some of you who are joining us online these days whom I've never even gotten to meet in person yet. I love this church. I love this faith. And love, love is our greatest source of renewal. Love is how we can help one another keep that spark of the divine within each of us glowing brightly. Amen. Let there now be an offering to support this church and help keep it going through these challenging times. If you scroll upward on Facebook, you'll see that online giving link, which will take you to our secure online contributions page. In the drop-down box, please select plate contribution. Unless you're wanting to contribute toward your generous 2020 pledge or your capital campaign pledge, in which case you can choose one or more of those in the drop-down box. You may also mail contributions to the church. We are gratefully checking the mail and making deposits several times each week.
Please join me now in our words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Our benediction today comes from words by Maya Angelou. Every person needs to take one day away, a day in which one consciously separates the past from the future. Jobs, family, employers, and friends can exist one day without any one of us, and if our egos permit us to confess, they could exist eternally in our absence. Each person deserves a day away in which no problems are confronted, no solutions searched for. Each of us needs to withdraw from the cares which will not withdraw from us. I wish for you that day away, a day filled with renewal and peace. Amen and blessed be. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.